This episode includes discussions of suicide. Listener discretion is advised, especially for those under 13. In case of lightning, experts advise that you find shelter with a roof and four enclosed walls. Better yet, find a car, get inside, and roll up the windows. But safety isn't always a stone's throw away. Weather can be unpredictable, and sometimes you just can't help but get caught in a storm. Every year, around 240,000 people are struck by lightning worldwide. Roughly 270 in the United States. And one in every 10 strikes will be fatal. Don't let those numbers scare you. Your chances of being directly struck by lightning in a given year are low, about one in a million. The odds you'll get struck twice in one lifetime are one in nine million. And the chances lightning will hit you seven times shake out to about 4.15 in 100 nonillion, a number that is incomprehensible to the human imagination. Most mathematicians would call it statistically impossible. And yet, Roy Sullivan defied those odds, and then some. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a ParCast original. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know. But in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Unexplained Mysteries for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar. This is a special one-part episode. Today, we're covering Roy Sullivan, the Virginia Park Ranger who was reportedly struck by lightning at least seven times over the course of 35 years. And if you think that sounds crazy, just wait for the bears. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, 
what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The sound humans often associate with thunder is actually lightning. The booming claps are the result of air rapidly expanding as lightning heats it to nearly 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. 90% of lightning actually occurs above our heads in the clouds. We only see the remaining 10% on their fraction of a second journey to Earth. These are what meteorologists refer to as cloud-to-ground strikes, and they generally measure up to five miles long and a couple of inches in diameter. A single bolt can produce one billion volts of electricity. Humans have died from a 42-volt shock to their system, which is part of the reason Roy Sullivan's story is so incredible. It's not just that it happened, it's also the fact that he survived. But before we dive into Roy's story, it's important to understand that not all lightning strikes are considered the same. They can be separated into two distinct categories, direct and indirect strikes. As the name suggests, direct strikes occur when a bolt of lightning makes uninterrupted contact with an object. For example, lightning striking a radio tower. Indirect strikes are more common and can be broken down into three subcategories. First, a ground current. This happens when lightning travels through the ground before making contact with an object. The Earth will weaken the strength of the electric current, but it can still travel a surprising distance. Second, a side flash. When lightning strikes an object, then jumps through the air and makes contact with another object. And lastly, conduction. For example, a bolt of lightning hits a radio tower, and the metal of the tower acts as a conductor of the lightning's electricity until it reaches a worker holding onto the tower below. Most individuals struck by lightning experienced some sort of indirect strike. Roy Sullivan apparently experienced them all. Born in 1912, Roy grew up in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. As a boy, he roamed its many ridges and hollows, hunting for rabbits. An avid outdoorsman, he spent his 20s building Shenandoah National Park until it spanned 311 square miles of protected land. Roy was, by most accounts, ordinary. He just so happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time seven times. Strike one. In 1942, 30-year-old park ranger Roy Sullivan watched a thunderstorm barrel through Shenandoah Valley from the panoramic views of Miller's Head Fire Tower, and he was enjoying himself until... Seven or eight bolts of lightning hit the wooden shelter and the tower erupted into flames. Roy fled for his life, but his efforts were in vain. Just as he exited the tower, another bolt of lightning struck Roy directly in his right leg. The impact seared the skin all down his leg. 
According to the Washington Post, blood spurted from his foot, draining through a hole ripped in his boot sole. Roy recovered, and for the next 27 years, he was a guy that had been struck by lightning. But that changed when... Strike two. July 1969, 57-year-old Roy was driving his truck down Virginia's Skyline Drive through a thunderstorm. Lightning suddenly hit a tree on one side of the road, and then it jumped. A side flash passed through Roy's open window and knocked him unconscious at the wheel. He lived, but the flash seared off his eyebrows, eyelashes, and most of the hair on his arms. Strike three. One year later, lightning struck a transformer in Roy's backyard and jumped again. This time, it blasted his left shoulder and knocked him several feet into the air. Four. Two years later, in 1972, Roy was working at the park's registration booth when he heard a loud thunderclap. In an instant, the 60-year-old man found himself engulfed in a painful white light. Roy's scalp apparently caught fire with six-inch-high flames. Five. Roy was on patrol when he saw storm clouds form in the sky. Naturally, at this point, he was terrified of storms. So he hopped in his car and drove. But according to Roy, the clouds followed him. When he finally exited his car, lightning blasted him into the air again. This time, it knocked his shoes clean off his feet with the shoelaces still tied. Six. On June 5th, 1976, lightning struck the now 64-year-old Roy as he routinely checked on a campsite in the park. Supposedly, strike six hit him just one mile from where strike two had. Five months later, Roy retired from his service at the park. He packed up his things and took outdoors out of the equation. He and his wife moved to a small mobile home in Dooms, Virginia. Naturally, they littered their property with lightning rods, one on every corner of their home, one on the TV antenna outside, and a number on nearby trees. But lightning still found its way to Roy. Seven. On June 25th, 1977, Roy started to smell sulfur while he fished for trout in a pond near his house. Just as the hair on his arms eerily stood on end, lightning hit him again. The blast sent him into the pond. It also singed his hair, burnt holes in his clothing, and left his stomach and chest covered in burns. Afterwards, Roy reportedly lost hearing in one ear. Now, this lightning strike was supposedly Roy's last, but it might not have been his seventh. Always humble, Roy apparently didn't like to count the time he was struck as a child. It's not clear how old he was at the time, but for whatever reason, Roy was helping his father cut wheat in a thunderstorm. With one particularly big backswing, lightning zapped the end of Roy's scythe 
then jumped off the tool onto the ground and started a small fire. Roy decided not to count the incidents, so the Guinness Book of World Records lists seven as his official number. You might assume that Roy Sullivan ultimately died from something related to the billions of volts of electricity that passed through his body in his lifetime. Potentially fatal side effects of a single strike include organ failure, blood vessel destruction, a buildup of fluid in the lungs, brain damage, internal bleeding, and cardiac arrest. Globally, lightning causes more deaths than tornadoes and hurricanes combined. But Roy's story took an unexpected turn. In late September 1983, after 41 years being the victim of chance and circumstance, Roy Sullivan allegedly took matters into his own hands. He pressed a 22 caliber pistol to his head, pulled the trigger, and ended his own life. Coming up, we'll examine the effects lightning can have on the human body and mind. Hey, Parcasters. Looking for a more lighthearted listen? Then I've got the perfect podcast for you. The new Spotify original from Parcast called Incredible Feats. Hosted by comedian and podcaster Dan Cummins, Incredible Feats is a daily show spotlighting true accounts of mind-blowing physical strength, mental focus, and bizarre behavior. Join Dan every weekday as he goes behind the scenes and into the achievements of everyone from freedivers and body modifiers to ultramarathoners and moms. Incredible Feats is offbeat entertainment that's sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, and always surprising. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. Between 1942 and 1977, lightning struck Shenandoah National Park ranger Roy Sullivan at least seven times, making him statistically one of the unluckiest humans to ever live. Unfortunate circumstances turned even more tragic in 1983 when Roy took his own life. The incredibly unlikely events of Roy Sullivan's life have inspired countless conspiracy theories, but one question lies at the core of them all. What made Roy Sullivan so unique? Before he died, Roy often wondered the same thing himself. In interviews, he tossed out the idea that his body might contain some sort of chemical or mineral that somehow increased his odds of being targeted by lightning. Medical professionals reached out to Roy, expressing their interest in running tests to determine the cause of his lightning attraction. 
They even offered their services pro bono in addition to covering his travel expenses. Studying Roy's body might have led to breakthroughs in medicine. After all, Roy appeared to be a medical miracle. But as far as we can tell, Roy never took any doctor up on their offers to study him. That said, according to some theorists, Roy's long and tumultuous relationship with Mother Nature might have started with an ordinary medical procedure, when a doctor put a metal plate in his body. In an interview with the News Virginian, Roy told a reporter, I have a metal plate in my right ankle from where I broke it years ago. That plate got hot, I'll tell you. At the time he made the statement, Roy had been struck by lightning for the last time. But unfortunately, Roy's medical records haven't been made public, so there's no way to know when the ankle surgery happened. Or more importantly, if the metal plate was present for every lightning strike. It's also unclear if there was more than just one plate. According to Roy's co-worker, Franklin Taylor, Roy often told his family and friends that he had a metal plate in his skull as well. In any case, some theorists have suggested that the pieces of metal in Roy's body functioned as a lightning rod, ensuring that any time lightning appeared in his vicinity, it would be drawn to him. The theory conjures images of Benjamin Franklin's kite and key, or Thor's hammer. But, believe it or not, the idea that metal attracts lightning, it's a myth. Like water, metal conducts electricity, but it doesn't attract it. According to experts, size, height, and isolation are the only known variables that influence an object's likelihood of being struck by lightning. And it's a matter of simple logistics. Take, for example, a tall oak tree in the middle of an open field. It has a higher chance of lightning striking it than, say, the bush below it, but only because it's taller. Therefore, it's more likely to interrupt the bolt before it reaches the bush. And without a forest surrounding it, the lone oak doesn't have any pals that might have taken the hit instead. So there's a reason lightning rods are strategically placed above whatever they're meant to protect. Besides, lightning rods merely provide a safe path for electricity to safely follow after they've made contact. They're there to minimize potential damages. In other words, it wouldn't matter if Roy had one, two, or three hundred metal plates in his body. He could have been Iron Man and it wouldn't have made a difference. As for the variables that might increase Roy's odds of getting struck by lightning, Roy was neither an extraordinarily tall or large man. But judging by the fact that he was always alone when it happened, He was rather isolated. What more likely factored into Roy's bad luck was his job. Roy worked at relatively high altitudes on a mountain ridge. Virginia faces up to 45 thunderstorms each summer in the Blue Ridge Mountain region alone. And as a park ranger, Roy spent more time outside than the average person, which increased his odds of lightning hitting him. If he worked as a receptionist inside somewhere, he probably could have avoided a jolt, or seven. 
But even Roy's job can only account for so much. In the 70s, Shenandoah National Park saw millions of visitors. In his 35-year dalliance with lightning, Roy was never the only ranger on the force, meaning there were plenty of other people for lightning to make victims. Why didn't any of those people get struck once, let alone seven or possibly eight times? Let's revisit the odds again. The chances of lightning striking Roy Sullivan seven times in his life are 4.15 in 100 no-nillion. As a figure, 100 no-nillion contains 32 zeros. The Milky Way galaxy has about 100 billion stars in it, If you multiplied the Milky Way by one billion, you still wouldn't have 100 no-nillion stars. In fact, the number wouldn't even be close to half. No theory has ever explained why lightning haunted Roy Sullivan so much. Maybe it was just fate. Maybe it was a higher power. Early in his life, Roy told a journalist God spared me for some good purpose. It's between God and me, and nobody but us will ever know. But after seven strikes, Roy's perspective on God shifted dramatically. He said, I do not think God is behind this. If he were, the first lightning strike would have been enough. Enough to kill him. In hindsight, Roy's statement feels like foreshadowing. It was given in the years leading up to his tragic death, which brings us to the subject of a number of other conspiracy theories. Roy's suicide. Family members always pointed to a string of unhappy marriages as Roy's reason for ending his life. But people have naturally wondered whether his lightning strikes had anything to do with it. Before we go any further, we should mention that a person getting struck by lightning happens so infrequently that data and records are not easy to come by. But the limited information we do have complicates the narrative that Roy killed himself solely in response to personal matters. Victims of lightning strikes have reportedly experienced powerful near-death events that drastically altered their outlook on life. The 16th century religious reformer, Martin Luther, is rumored to have devoted his life to God and become a monk immediately after getting struck by lightning. Arguably, Luther's decision changed his life for the better, but that's not the case for every victim. Lightning struck Army veteran Beth Peterson twice in her life. In 2015, The Guardian published an article in which she recalled her second experience— In her own words, I felt myself leaving my body, looking down at myself as one of the guards tried to revive me. I felt I had a choice, to turn away or to face the pain in agony. Peterson chose to face the pain, but the physical aftermath of surviving a lightning strike can be harrowing. According to a 2012 study by Swiss researchers, lightning most commonly affects the nervous system, the cardiovascular system, and the skin. And the ramifications are often long-term. In Beth Peterson's case, she spent years in a wheelchair, 
underwent multiple surgeries and needed 10 of her toes amputated. In addition to suffering brain trauma, she needed intensive PTSD and pain management counseling. And Peterson's experience isn't unusual. Intense electric shocks often lead to PTSD and a slew of other long-lasting symptoms. Depression, memory loss, paralysis, chronic pain, hearing loss, blindness, and seizures. Victims report more minor conditions as well, like headaches, muscle aches, and dizziness. Dr. Mary Ann Cooper, lightning specialist and MD, says lightning can cause post-concussion-type symptoms and erase attention spans. She told the Washington Post, You and I can filter out distractions and still focus. One of the things we see with lightning and electric shock patients is that ability is scraped off. Most of this research is taken from individuals struck one time. And it's worth repeating. Roy was struck seven, maybe eight times. His symptoms were likely the equivalent of Beth Peterson's, if not much, much worse. It's hard to say for sure what mental and physical strains Roy may have endured, but we can confidently say that he had to have experienced some. We haven't even mentioned that Roy might have been haunted by ghosts, and not just metaphorically. Coming up, Roy struggles with life as a social pariah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Now, back to the story. There's no clear explanation for why lightning struck Roy Sullivan so many times in his life. And though he survived each one, lightning may have played a role in his suicide. In addition to chronic pain, PTSD, and brain damage, lightning strike victims have reportedly experienced peculiar supernatural phenomena. After being struck in 1995, Ohio resident Nina Lazzaroni reportedly drained electricity from street lamps as she walked by. Other victims reported similar disruptions to computers. One woman's hair allegedly turned stark white after her sudden strike. Others have even claimed that after millions of volts surged through their body, they started seeing ghosts, spirits of relatives and loved ones. Though Roy Sullivan never openly spoke of anything supernatural, at the very least, we know he was haunted. 
by his reputation. Before he died, Roy's story made quite the splash. His most popular nickname in the press was the Human Lightning Rod, but others included Dooms, Sparky, and the Spark Ranger. In the wake of the media attention, Shenandoah residents started believing that lightning actually haunted Roy, literally followed him wherever he went, as if it could think and act of its own accord. And strangely enough, they might have gotten the idea from Roy. After the fourth strike, paranoia consumed Roy. He started to believe that an unseen force was trying to kill him. He dreamt about lightning strikes at night. During the day, he lived in a constant state of fear. In his mind, it was never a matter of if he would be struck by lightning again, but when. Roy even told one journalist that the laws of nature didn't apply to him. He said, I can be standing in a crowd of people, but it'll hit me. I'm just allergic to lightning. By most accounts, there was this intense loneliness that accompanied the title of one of the unluckiest men in the world. People avoided Roy, especially when storm clouds formed on the horizon. And maybe they were right to. Former Shenandoah Park Superintendent Robert Jacobson recalled, My only personal exposure to Roy's attraction of lightning occurred during a park training meeting. A lightning bolt struck a tree not more than 100 feet from us. Jacobson added, A long-standing rule in the park was that if you see a dark cloud heading your way, get away from Roy Sullivan. And that type of attitude likely wore on Roy's already worn-down body and threadbare psyche. Now, Roy Sullivan's family knew him best. When they said that Roy's suicidal actions were motivated by a tumultuous personal life, they meant it. In his 35-year relationship with Lightning, Roy married four different women. After his death, family members suspected that his most recent wife, Pat, might have even killed him. Which is to say, from the little we know about Roy's personal life, it's safe to assume that his actions were informed by more than lightning. However, the physical, mental, and social trauma he experienced as a result of lightning strikes almost definitely factored into the equation. After all, Roy wouldn't have been the first person lost in the wake of a thunderstorm, nor the last. As recently as August 2020, the organization Lightning Strike and Electric Shock Survivors International hosted support groups for victims of lightning strikes. Members have claimed the group's presence has prevented at least 22 suicides in their ranks alone. In his lifetime, Roy didn't have access to support groups. He didn't live in a digital age with instant access in online communities. Nobody in the history of the world had been struck by lightning so many times. And nobody has since. He lived alone with his experience, entirely unique. If he was telling the truth. According to Guinness World Records, 
Each and every record monitored at Guinness World Records has a set of specific guidelines that ensure that the record is standardizable and verifiable. Roy's many encounters with lightning were all said to be corroborated by medical examiners. Roy's story has been presented as fact in almost every publication it's been featured in, and that includes the New York Times. But if you really dig, you'll find that most, if not all, of the specific details of Roy's story don't have primary sources or witnesses. All of the information has been passed down orally, and all of the word of mouth can all be traced back to one person, the man himself, Roy Sullivan. So maybe the question we should be asking is, how good is Roy's word? Let's revisit for a second Roy's metal plates. For reasons unknown, their location mysteriously traveled from his head to his ankle over time as he recalled the dramatic events of his life to the media. It's possible that he had two metal plates, but if that was the case, it seems unlikely that he would omit one or the other in his stories. Of course, there always is the possibility of memory damage due to the lightning strikes. But a wandering metal plate wasn't Roy's only idiosyncratic detail. He once claimed to carry a bucket of water with him wherever he went so that he would be prepared should lightning strike. But he rarely, if ever, mentioned a bucket in any of his retellings. He did, however, mention plenty of fire. And if he had that bucket on his person, it would appear that he chose not to use it. Or it never existed and he's an unreliable narrator. When we discussed Roy's various lightning strikes earlier, you may have noticed a lack of specificity around the locations of each event, or that certain dates were left out altogether. We didn't make those choices. We presented most, if not all, of the information that exists. Now, a little ambiguity and a few inconsistencies doesn't necessarily mean that Roy made his famous stories up there are plenty of plausible explanations that could give them context. But when something sounds too impossible to believe, it deserves a closer look. And Roy told far more than just unfathomable stories about lightning. He met a few bears along the way, too. As we mentioned, the last time lightning supposedly struck Roy, he was fishing for trout in a pond. Well, according to Roy, he caught three fish before the lightning hit. Then he fell in the pond, swam to shore, and stumbled down a mountain path in a daze. Just as he was about to reach his car, he claims a bear suddenly attacked him. Roy never specified which kind of bear or how big it was, but he insisted that he fought the bear off with a tree branch. What's more, Roy later claimed that he had previously slugged 21 other bears over the head with branches before this particular run-in, which would bring Roy's count to 22 different physical altercations with wild bears. Now, bears are relatively common in the Shenandoah Valley. Today, there's anywhere from one to four bears per square mile. 
but bashing a bear over the head and walking away unscathed, even for the most experienced outdoorsman, is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, similar to being struck by lightning. When considered together, the details of Roy's life seem suspect. So you might be wondering, how did a lie travel so far without getting debunked? It's a fair question, and the answer might actually have something to do with Roy's modesty, genuine or otherwise. We've mentioned it a few times now. Roy was struck by lightning seven or eight times. By his own statements, he chose not to count the eighth. It wasn't what he considered a real lightning strike. This dismissal of one encounter as illegitimate actually helped legitimize the other encounters. It made Roy seem more honest, more believable. And Roy's bizarre legacy has remained intact because the human mind starts to believe even the wildest lies if they're told over and over again. Roy's incredible story has been picked up by media outlets all over the world and told for decades. Over time, lack of hard evidence and primary sources are easier to swallow as being lost to history. It has been nearly 40 years since Roy could speak on behalf of his legacy. Research and processes have evolved. Experts who now work in lightning, like Marianne Cooper, can't medically examine him. They can't hand him a lie detector test. They've never met him. And statements made by Shenandoah residents from people who either knew Roy directly or heard stories that spoke to his character vary. According to some residents of Shenandoah, Roy was a character who enjoyed tall tales and attention. But there are also those who swear he told the truth. One man credited with corroborating Roy's various lightning-related injuries was Park Superintendent R. Taylor Hoskins. When asked about the veracity of his father's claims, Hoskins' son stated, My father would never have stuck his neck out if he didn't have fairly credible information. And according to some, photographic evidence did exist that clearly showed holes burned into Roy's clothing after one lightning strike. Roy apparently had scars on his chest, arms, and legs from lightning searing his skin. An acquaintance allegedly saw one of Roy's wristwatches that got burned by lightning. But all we actually have left of Roy is a gravestone that reads, We loved you, but God loved you more. Was Roy Sullivan struck by lightning? Maybe. Some might even say probably. Roy's co-worker who transported Roy to the hospital after one of Roy's alleged encounters with lightning said, My gut feeling is Roy was struck probably several times. I think his mental health had been failing some. They started getting more difficult to believe. I think as the notoriety grew, Roy liked the notoriety. That statement might be the most accurate that exists. Roy was probably struck by lightning. He also probably embellished a bit, maybe even a lot. Did he fight 22 bears and get struck by lightning seven or eight times in his life? Well, 
When something is considered as close to statistically impossible as you can get, there's still room for possibility. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back soon with a new episode. For more information on Roy Sullivan, amongst the many sources we used, we found Tom Dunkel's article on Roy Sullivan in the Washington Post extremely helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals like Unexplained Mysteries for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Unexplained Mysteries on Spotify, just open the app and type Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar. We'll see you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Trent Williamson, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Travis Clark. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Sophie Strohmeyer, with writing assistance by Ali Wicker, and stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. Listeners, you don't want to miss Incredible Feats, the all-new Spotify original from Parcast. Host Dan Cummins free-falls straight into the weirdest, wildest achievements of all time. New episodes air every weekday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.